Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Friendship is universal. Our friends, the future, together. Welcome to the latest episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. We're going to discuss a miniseries that first premiered May 1st, 1983 on NBC. It was a two-part miniseries running a total of three hours and 17 minutes. Ships appear over every major city all over the globe. They said they come as friends. They need our help. They will help us in return. Scientists are blamed for an attack. The visitors, as they call themselves, want to protect us. They recruit our own to help patrol the streets. Scientists disappear. People disappear. What are the visitors up to? Who will help us? Again, welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. I'm Joseph. Joined with Jeremy and Josh today. Stephen will not be joining us today. We're going to talk about the 1983 classic miniseries, V. V premiered on again on May 1st, 1983 on NBC. V starred Jane Badler, Frank Ashmore, Bonnie Bartlett, Robert England, Richard Lawson, Richard Hurd, Faye Grant, Evan C. Kim, and the Beastmaster himself, Mark Singer. The miniseries was written and directed by Kenneth Johnson. According to Wikipedia, the story was inspired by the uh, by Sinclair Lewis's anti-fascist novel *It Can Happen Here* published in 1935. Director-producer Kenneth Johnson wrote an adaption titled Storm Warnings in 1982. The script was presented to NBC for production as a television miniseries, but the NBC executives rejected the initial version, claiming it was too cerebral, something they first they also said about the first Star Trek pilot. Shows what they know for the average American viewer. To make the script more marketable, the American fascists were recast as man-eating ex- extraterrestrials in order to capitalize on the popularity of franchises such as Star Wars. V cost $13 million in 1983 money to make. If And the, in today's money, that's roughly around $33 million. Good God. If you, yeah, if you notice... The visitor's emblem is a swastika-like, and their uniforms were inspired, like, more SS-like. They also had the Friends of the Visitors, which was very similar to the Hitler Youth in Nazi Germany. The The miniseries shows humans either joining the resistance movement or collaborating with the visitors. While the Nazis persecuted primarily Jews, the visitors targeted scientists and their families because scientists would be able to expose the visitors for their ulterior motives. One of the main families in this miniseries, and it's the only one I'm really going to talk about in the trivia, well, 
couple people, uh, was a Jewish family. Um, they were first hesitating in helping their neighbors, who was a scientist in his family, until Abraham Bernstein, played by Leonardo Semino, and I'm probably mispronouncing that, suggests if they do not help, they had not learned anything from the past. Abraham was a Holocaust survivor, while his wife did not survive the Holocaust. The family's son, Daniel, became a collaborator with the visitors and actually turns on his family and reports them to the visitors, where they are later tortured, and then they come back afraid of him. Abraham is also the one who teaches the kids who are vandalizing visitor posters to spray paint the V, and he tells them what V actually stands for. It stands for victory. Abraham is also very ashamed that his grandson would turn inside with fascists and be a part of the problem. Uh, the main mini, the main character of this miniseries, who you kind, you kind of follow a bunch of different people, but you could easily say that Mike Donovan is the main character as he's the hero, and I use air quotes, and that is played by Mark Singer. Mike Donovan was a news cameraman who was known for going into war zones. And he had actually learned some freedom fighting methods while in El Salvador. He is introduced in the miniseries in, in a war zone as the ships appear. He is also teamed with Tony Lenotti, who is Evan C. Kim. Uh, I actually like this actor because he was actually in an episode of Knight Rider. And I really felt bad for his character because he, he took a job to help the bad guy because he was trying to earn money to marry his girlfriend. And he ends up getting killed in the episode. I'm like, no. Um, I don't want to really spoil anything, but I know we're going to do anyway. But well, um, the main thing is, is if well, I mean, this thing's been out since '83, so um, Tony does get killed and used for medical. He's he. You assume he dies because he was used for medical experience uh, experiments. Uh, when him and Donovan are catcher, captured on one of the visitor ships, which are flying, basically flying saucers, uh, but not of the Ed Wood variety. Um, anyone, since some of y'all have seen this for the first time, what was your first impressions? I know we haven't done that format in a while, but what did you think about it going into it? Well, the main thing for yeah. me is that uh, one thing on, I remember this when we were super, like, or well, I was super young, and I kind of remind. I think it was mostly because I don't remember when Invasions of the Bounty Snatchers came out. I think it was around the same time, right? It, or maybe I'm just like way off, but it kind of reminded me of that, knowing that there were like lizard people or whatever, whatever you call it, whatever that Invasion but, of the Body Snatchers came out. Snatchers came out like f- five years. Well, the I guess you would say the remake. The original was back in 1956. But I mean, yeah. there was another yeah. one that came there out in 78 one, with Donald Sutherland. Yeah, yeah I was going to say there was one in the 70s. Yeah, I think that because I don't remember exactly when I watched that one, but it kind of gave me the same type of vibe. At it one did, point. but they were plant like things, weren't they? They weren't. Uh, the yeah, they were like. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, because yeah. the, uh, but they did replace, or, yeah, you know, that's the people. mostly why it kind of reminded me of it. Kind of was creepy, especially when I was watching it when I was younger, too. 
because I think a lot of movies were like that for me. I wasn't used to like how the stuff was. So like I would just be like, oh yeah, this is super creepy at the time. Now I'm like, whenever I watch it, I'm like, uh, it's not nearly as creepy or whatever. But I think a lot of things that play into what was creepy when we're kids is times change. It's kind of like the conversation I had with someone today about The Simpsons, and I think B and everything falls into this. Um, people don't think The Simpsons are as funny as they used to, but if you watch the show, I actually think it's still funny and witty. The problem is, is The Simpsons isn't as edgy as, say, Family Guy. And I think that plays into horror and the sci-fi genres. Now, you know, stuff back then wasn't as edgy because they they whether had restrictions what you can and can't do like now you can say shit on tv when you couldn't say that before. oh i was just talking you know? about so, that with elaine last night was that how shit is okay to say like literally if you watch straight up steve austin after raw he says shit all the time on that show and they don't bleep it out but yet they say the f word and you still can't say the f word on tv which yeah uh it's it's funny, but you know, uh what they deem okay and not okay is kind of interesting. But you could see that was one thing I noticed with this one is you know, we've watched a lot of what you would say thirty or forty year old things on this podcast and you could see the progression that this was in nineteen eighty three because there was blood in this versus or and they showed people getting shot versus you know what oh, we've yeah, watched in the they... past, where you they didn't show any of that stuff, and so now, like yeah. in this movie, you see, or in this mini series, which was on TV, uh, it was interesting to see like people dying, you know, yeah. on screen and uh, things like that. But one thing that you know, going in again, I you know, on this podcast, I expect everything to kind of be kind of campy. Uh, and I think I've said that before. Uh, this this was kind of, but it really wasn't. And I know when the at the very beginning, I was kind of thrown off because it started in this war torn place where he where they were like working for the news and they were filming these yeah. rebel fighters fighting against whoever it was, and then all of a sudden the the aliens show up. And so at first I was like, what the hell is this show about? Because um, <laughs> I expected it the whole time to be about aliens and the very beginning didn't come off that way to, to begin with. No, and then it was interesting that... to me, like V watching it, I, I assumed it meant visitors. And then it ended up being victory. And yeah, so... And my... <laughs> But but I, I actually kind of enjoyed it. You could tell, again, the special effects weren't up to snuff back in 1983. But the the interesting the other interesting part was the fact that the aliens were freaking reptiles. But um, yeah, that's the big yeah. reveal is that they're, they're I know lizards. we're not supposed to spoil and... anything, but that's one of the biggest things to me was the fact that I, they, yeah. the aliens were reptiles. And and they and, and you you come to find out is that they're harvesting our resources of the planet. Yeah, water, uh, the mainly. water, and then yeah. people for yeah. food. Yeah, mainly water. 
And but did like, they really explain? See, I know they were taking the people, but what were they taking them for? Was it just food? Is that what it was? Yeah, so, it was food. Was... Yeah, it's, it's for food. Okay. That so they were going to eat the humans, okay. and so I think the, that the reason they I started kind of guessed that, but it didn't really say that. I don't think specifically. No, uh, they mentioned that they, they were they needed food, and that was the other resource. But they didn't kind of. It was probably because the times they kind of alluded without saying it. Um, yeah, because today, today the, they would have uh, said oh, they're going to munch on the people. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to do like. Which reminds yeah, me they're of gonna the I know that we're talking about off subject stuff, but it made me think. Not of, really. We're talking the, about the show. No, I mean for me, and there's this anime that I've been watching oh. called Promise Neverland <laughs> that kind of has the same beats to it. Like it's about an orphanage, and then they're going through stuff, and then at a certain age they get adopted. Air quotes. But then it's like demons that are pretty much eating the babies. Like, so it's kind of well, like hits the same kind of vibes. But I mean, the the trope of taking people for like something like that's not new. If you look at um, parts the clone uh, the clonus horror and the island that was harvesting people for their organs. The, the island the one organs. is the Ewan McGregor movie, right? Where it's like they were yeah. clones and then whenever and, they needed to take um, body parts, they would t- grab them. Yeah, and um, it was it kind of ripped off the movie Parts the Clonus Horror, and we're going to have to like do both those movies on the future podcast because uh, Michael Bay got sued <laughs> for that because and, and lost. Because it's really the same movie, except blitzier and more explosionary. Yeah. Explosion. More Michael Bay. Beautiful people. <laughs> more money. And made in the 2000s as opposed to the early 80s, late I did 70s. did want to point out one other but, thing uh, when I have a moment, but uh, I don't know. I didn't hear you talk yeah, about it. You can go ahead and point um, out. While I was reading you know, history on the, show, the, the miniseries, and I guess the one that played Robin was not the original casted person, but I guess it yeah, was it Dominique was... Dunn from Poltergeist that played the teenage daughter, yep. but she actually Whoa. was murdered. Um, she was oh, murdered right man. after right Poltergeist. Poltergeist. So then uh, it was, production was halted on this miniseries so they could recast it. So she's actually in this movie, but only the, or in the miniseries, but in a couple of scenes, but it's only the back of her head. Um, so it's kind of she's that is such a tragic tale with her, and then Heather O'Rourke, you know, from Poltergeist died right after. Oh, it is Poltergeist is crazy when you look at all the stuff that happened in relation because there was uh set uh, set crew members that died and all types. Yeah, that would be like a perfect, yeah, that'd be a perfect episode for Screen Creeps. Well, I think we are gonna be one of them so. It's yeah, in this next 35 that we're talking yeah. about, yeah. So nice. Um, yeah, like most of those it, have like all the iconic ones in it, in it anyway. So yeah, I'm sure we're going to be talking yeah. about that one. I V. I actually saw an Entertainment Weekly article where V was actually listed as number 25 in the top 25 sci-fi films, even though it's like a TV miniseries. You know, they still it's still fe- technically feature length because. 
both parts were over three hours. I think ninety. Oh, it was. That's why when when you told me both episodes, I was like, oh shit, because I was like, oh, <laughs> I haven't even started watching them yet, and it was like five hours before the podcast. So I'm like, I oh, guess yeah. I'll be watching these right up to the. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why I had to go get food afterwards, and I was still putting it in the oven as this was starting. But, um, yeah, anyway. Because Steve was like, just was like, just do the first part. I'm like, well, it doesn't make sense to do the first part because it's yeah, I would agree. Like it's it's kind of like parts. we talk about the now, mini series on Screen Pre and Creeps. We'll have to talk about the whole thing because yeah, you're gonna have to talk about. Yeah, the whole I mean, thing. they do it because, as like a DVD set anyway, so they do it as one film yeah, cause thing. If you, so if you were to buy this on DVD, it would be one yeah. DVD. And then if you wanted to buy the final battle, that's a separate yeah. DVD. Now Voodoo does it differently, four ninety nine each, because I bought it on Voodoo as well. Uh, because I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. I'm surprised it wasn't on Peacock, to be honest with you. Um, I think oh, this yeah. is something they wasn't definitely that should put something on that they ended up having off of that channel anyway. That's kind of weird. Well, it's well, the Warner so Brothers like, stuff, so HBO weird. Max you would have thought picked it up, right? Well, V. Well, I figured V was an NBC thing because that's where it aired. But that if it was a uh, that was that was my that's, oven. That's Jeremy yeah. looking down on people who don't own an yeah. air fryer. But since Josh, you're the only one who doesn't. He's looking down. Well, it was you. It was. We have an air fryer. It was produced by Warner Brothers TV and distributed by Warner Brothers Domestic. Oh, then I'm so, yeah, then I'm surprised it's yeah, not on HBO Max because I search everything. All because you know I have Hulu. I have HBO Max. Um, I had the free version of Peacock, and you know, and no one had it in the stream. You can only get it online. All right, give me Voodoo just a second. I'll be right back, but I'm going to mute while I'm away. And I thought I was like, "Well, this sucks," because you know, I don't want to. Um, but it's worth owning, honestly. The, the spoiler yeah. alert: I really think you should own it. And they are trying to remake the series too, right? They did. Um, and I was going to talk about that because I do think this would fall fall into uh, rest in peace, rise from the grave, or uh, let it yeah. die because they did do they did do a new series with um, uh, who was it? Uh, it was the girl who played Supergirl on Smallville. I can't remember her name. And Inara from Firefly. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, this is why if you why I always have a computer on. When I do these things, uh, V, where are you? Where are you, V? Okay, I'm back. I got my food out of the oven. Sorry for anyone that's ta- that's listening oh, on the good. podcast, but Jeremy had to go grab his food. Uh, <laughs> I don't care, V. Um, so, let's see here. Um, Morena Baccarin. I'm probably misbutchering her name. Yeah, Sorry. The chick and Laura from Deadpool. Marina Packerin was in that? Yeah. Dude, she was, I love she her. was um Anna. She was she was her name is Anna and the main the main um what are you guys talking visitor, about? I'm sorry. Even though the leader is talking gone, about because uh, I was mentioning that they did remake the series. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, they did, did remake yeah. it. So that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. I mean, I didn't watch so, the remake um, version mostly because it seemed kind I of did. Weird, but... it, it's 
it's it's honestly I don't think it's as good as the original to be honest with you um because the main the main visitor that you see on the remake and to be from 2009 that was on ABC that's Anna but the main visitor that you deal with in the miniseries is Diana played by Jane Badler and then there's John who's supposed to be the leader of the visitors, but the main the main antagonist is Diana, uh, without a doubt. And then, of course, with V, they have they do have some visitors that don't like what the visitors are doing, so they do help the humans, uh, specifically Donovan. And how crazy is it to see Robert England? not be a bad guy oh i i was throwing it was funny when he first came on the screen i was watching it going wait a minute is that and then (laughs) then i'm like no that is him and i'm like you very rarely see him not freddy krueger i mean so it's like no or in some horror ask an or horror movie aspect but he was he was willie he's in and He's he's actually a good yeah. guy in this because he does join the resistance, just, especially in the yeah. Sequel, I totally forgot he was in, in the, the, the yeah, He's followed. just yeah. He's yeah, just because he didn't know the word lost. He was trying to say he was lost, and <laughs> I am mean, just. That was funny. Anyways, that was pretty funny. But there um, were a my, lot of people in this movie. I mean, or in this miniseries, I was, I was actually con- kind of shocked, and then I. Like, uh, you know, considering, you know, uh, I guess over the years, back in 1983, it was probably more noticeable about who was in it because at the time. Yeah, because it was like an 80s who's yeah. doing this, you know, because you had Mark Singer, who would, who's famous for being the Beastmaster, which we made a joke about. Yeah. I made a joke about. Um, these are, uh, let's see who else is in here. Um, Leonardo Cimeno. I've seen him in other things, but I can't name them off the top of my head. Richard Hurd has been in – he's actually Admiral Paris in Star Trek Voyager, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was uh, Tom Paris. He played Tom Paris's dad in Star Trek Voyager. That's what I know him from. And who else is in here that I would recognize? Um, well, the dad here. of the Lawson guy. Um, I can't think of his name. Richard Lawson. I have well, that's Richard Lawson, but so the that... one that played his dad is a familiar-looking person, and I can't think of oh, his name. Um, Abraham Bernstein was played by Leonardo Cimeno. He's been in a ton of stuff. Oh no, I'm talking about Lawson's dad. Um, I can't think of. I'm gonna have to look at it. The one that oh, he, um, the black guy that about. was Jason the guy Bernard. that was uh, frozen in the, the, the yeah Jason yeah. Bernard is the actor because I was trying to figure out his name because I couldn't because I watched this like a month ago, a few weeks ago when we were first going to do it but he's the one that I've seen you know, starting a to, lot like <laughs> yeah he was well he was in Wing Commander yeah, four been in a lot of um, stuff. Michael Ironside was in it too Jesus. Yeah, he's in he's in um the second the I didn't second half. he died back in ninety six though. Yeah, me either. I, I just looked it up and I got sad because I liked him. He was in the Flash, 
the nineties. Yeah, he, he was in yeah, a lot of episode stuff episode that I remember. I mean, he was, was the voice was in, of. Oh, he was it? in Night Court. That's what he's I remember a, him from. Oh yeah, he was to see Perry Mason, Cagney, and Lacey. Yeah. Uh, he was on an episode of the Starman, the Cosby Herman's Show. Head. I mean, he, Herman's Head. He was on Death Wish. Yeah, all types of shit. I mean, he was in the Splinter Cell. Yeah, he, he was, was like the lead voice he was in an episode of, of uh, he was in an episode of Airplane. he was in Murder She Wrote too, and uh, he, yeah. he was in Liar Liar. There's all types of crap that he was in. I mean, he, he was in an episode of Vincent. Yeah, so I mean, he he was. He, um, yeah, he was a yeah. huge character actor. He was in an episode of Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, I mean, but I liked his character. He didn't like the visitors, except for uh, Will. Yeah, and then Lawson, uh, I've seen him before, too, but I, I couldn't pinpoint. Like, uh, Dr. Richard Lawson was played by... Uh, Richard Lawson played Dr. Ben Taylor. And... Oh, man. Was, he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. He was in Poltergeist. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Um, and how Stella got her groove yeah. back. Uh, were two. I mean, those are two things I probably would have seen. I don't know um, why Stella got her groove back. I'm just saying. Yeah, he was probably how she got her groove back. I don't know. It's been. I haven't seen that movie since it was on VHS. He was in an episode of TJ Hooker. He 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 acted with the Shat. Damn, dude. Um. Just look. Most of it's, the people on here, geez, Lane Smith and all a bunch of these up. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this in this mini series. I remember it, their faces more than their names. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen them like yeah, in that, a million different movies. Leonardo, Leonardo, I was like, I've seen him before, but I didn't know his name until I watched it and prepared for this review, this discussion. And the same with, I mean, we all knew Mark Mark Singer was the Beastmaster. He was in like. Was His hair two was of a them? lot longer in There's that, probably... though. <laughs> yeah. Because he did the Beastmaster, then he did V. So he did V after the Beastmaster. But um, let's see. I don't really want to look at his bibliography or his filmography. Um, let's see. Who else was in this? Michael Ironside, who, if you need someone to play a military person, Call it Michael Ironside. Yeah, Bruce Davidson um, too. I didn't realize that was his name, but I've seen him in like Bruce a shit ton of different movies. Bruce Davidson. Yeah, he played as Langley. Like, yeah, he's that's I've Tron. Seen, yeah, I've seen him in like millions of other different movies, and I was like, damn. And he was, he, and he was Captain Sheridan of Babylon Five, would probably be the next thing that people know him. And from, he was in Night as, Rider. What? Who are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bruce Davison. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's why I was like, holy shit. Uh, just looking back, I was well, like, Joe, Growing Lord, Pains, like uh, mom was in that I didn't too. think of it. <laughs> Joanna yeah. Kern, she played the, the wife. There's like so many people. There's like so many. Oh, Bruce Davison. Sorry, he wasn't in Tron. I'm being misquoted. Bruce Davison, he yeah, he was in the new Knight Rider, I think. Mm. It just showed that he he was in Knight Rider. It didn't specify what year. He okay, here he is. Yeah, he was in Knight Rider two thousand eight. I I was confusing him with Bruce Boxletner. I don't know why, but um, he was in X Men. He played Senator Kelly. Um, that was probably the first time I really noticed him. 
And then he was in Knight Rider 2008, which that's another show I would like to talk about. I mean, I kind of mentioned it in the one we did where shows that I wish didn't get canceled, but he was the wrong person to get killed off in uh, Knight Rider 2008. Another thing, who was the blonde? The one that stripped, like, in the second one and almost took her clothes off on accident. I don't know if... The one that he had to shoot her. Oh, the one where she's um, like, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, that was Jenny Newman, is the actress. And what has she else she been in? Well, she was in both these. She was in Hell Night, which I've never seen. Um, she was in a, a couple episodes so, uh, of Unknown Chick, but she was. She was. In she's. It. She. <laughs> I was watching that. She almost. There was almost <laughs> a couple of wardrobe malfunctions. That, that they almost filmed on accident. Well, you know. But, but yeah, she, it looks like she was in a lot of uh, yeah, in TV shows. Compromising well, yeah, positions. You, Her character's yeah. name was Barbara. Because, you know, they yeah, all I had mean, one name. It was like, whoa. I was, uh, for TV, I was shocked. How, I like how they, I like how. Especially back in the 80s, how, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I like how. He's like, Mike, Mike, your uniform's never going to fit yeah. me. It'll stretch. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> they always have some, the hero beat up some person whose clothes wouldn't fit them on a good day and it magically fits. <laughs> so they're like, let's write this into the script. Um, I think the worst character in this That movie guy was an Daniel. idiot. I yeah. couldn't figure out what the hell was. You're talking about the guy that, uh, was it David Packer played, right? <laughs> Yeah, he was a shitty actor, too. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what's that? No, I mean, he literally, I couldn't tell if he was on their side or not. That's how bad he was acting. It was like. Yeah, because like, there's a scene where he's like, he's sad that his family's gone. And then. He's like, oh, I'm getting promoted? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm that time when they threw him in the pool and he, <laughs> he pulled you? his gun out on his parents? I'm like, wait, when did that? It was like, what? And that was a weird moment. I don't know if you recall that, but it went from them sitting at the dinner table to her, to him grabbing that Robin chick. It like cut like from being one place to another, like instantaneously and yeah. that that was one of the weirdest parts I, in the movie like or in the show that it cut like that quick he was talking about that she doesn't know they're going to be engaged yet and then how are you going to do it i'll make her do it and then all of a sudden it cut to her grabbing the arm yeah i didn't like his character like you, you he doesn't nothing bad happens to him until uh until the till the final battle, but he's a, yeah it that was, dude was a dick. <laughs> like it, I just I kept waiting for him to die. Um, to be honest with you, well, and then they promoted him. I'm like, huh? Yeah, then he gets promoted, and then he's all happy. I'm like, dude, you seriously just like screwed? Yeah, he the weirdest part about that killed. is because of the premise. So he, you know, they're. They're kind of not Nazis, but they or the aliens are kind of like 
referred to as you know, Nazis. I don't know what the hell that was. Oh, sorry, actually, it sounded like a damn guitar panel. No, it was. Um, yeah, I accidentally clicked on something, so it started yeah, playing so, something. I was like, oh, well, you know, with the, what you mentioned um, with it being a swastika look, and then the visitors, you know, had the the kid, anyways. And but that family was Jewish, so it made it even worse. Yeah, that he was like and, going against, anyways. It, you know. Yeah, he was. He's like, I'm getting engaged to Robin, and then Robin falls in love with the visitor. Um, like Brian was his name. Yeah, yeah that Brian was just was a sham set up by and, Diana, right? It's an experiment yeah, uh, to get to see what happens if a human. <laughs> and then it looks like he yeah, impregnated her, right? I'm assuming that's what they. Yeah, she gives birth in the the sequel miniseries that I think premiered the next year. Beat me the final battle. Um, which I think we probably won't do that next time, but I do want to eventually talk about the the final battle. Yeah, I don't think I watched that one at all. When it came out, um, it's 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 good. It's not as good as the original miniseries. Um, like the miniseries was top notch. I know the effects don't really hold up. Um, from 1983, but this was the first time that a TV miniseries got for the time really like expensive special effects so you know there's no like it was all matte the ships were all matte paintings from what i understand uh the saw the flying saw the flying saucers in quotes the mother ships were all matte paintings i think but this was the first time that they actually invested in in the special effects as opposed to what normally would be for a sci-fi made-for-TV movie. Um, granted, again, they don't hold up because you know they're from '83. They're going; they're almost 40 years old by now, and so they it's going to look bad. But at the time, they were supposedly like they were like really good, uh, uh, not quite maybe Star Wars level, but close. Yeah, and that was one of the starting points. I'm. I'm trying to think of what else to talk about. Um, let's see here. You know, the the visitors, you know, of ulterior motives. Um, then there's the collaborators, like Mike Donovan's mom is a collaborator. Um, and she and the guy that she was talking to that uses his plant to steal the water, well, steal the water in air quotes. He's a, he's a collaborator. Um then, of course, you know, Daniel was a collaborator because he joined the the visitor's friends. And then I thought it was weird that they had toys, visitor toys that they were giving out to, like, the, the human kids. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. But, uh, um, like, that's what I was saying. I'm going to have... Uh check out the final build stuff because I remember watching this like ages ago and then and, th- and like the spectacle was so huge like most of the stuff that they showed and especially for a mini series because I, I don't remember watching it before I watched V so I mean well they replayed this like 
this was like you you would see this all the time on sci-fi channel after everything was said and done yeah because i remember you know i of course you know i was alive in 83 jeremy and i was was barely alive i don't know when you what year you were born in he was Oh, you were born in 82. I mean, Jeremy and I were alive. Aaron wasn't alive. I mean, so it was just me and you and Steven. Yeah. And I didn't didn't watch this either. I don't think I've ever seen it until today. Or at least if I did, it's something I don't know. It's definitely something. And and if I could have watched it back then with my mom, anyone who knows my mom is she's a huge horror fan. So and she this is something that would have been well this isn't horror but this is something that would have been right up her alley. Well, it's kind um, of like kind of in the wheelhouse anyway. It's kind of like kind of sci-fi horror horror ask a little bit just because how it's like showing that they uh, they were trying to take over the world practically or to to do with their own meat and like uh and to get sustenance and stuff so that's kind of like a horror thing but it doesn't go to the same way as most horror movies go you know like how it gets gory or yeah. whatever well, that's in certain it was on circumstances TV. Uh, i mean yeah, yeah, they uh, they would have probably been a little bit more liberal if they were doing it like in a movie or something. But also, well, that's why time, I found it interesting that this was know, two hours on TV. Whatever, I was like, whoa! I mean, but it seemed like back in the early '80s they were well, doing yeah, that because that damn Star Wars holiday special was two hours long. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about that shit again. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying that must have been a, a thing in the 80, early 80s that they like to do these two hour things they, like, yeah the, the miniseries the they don't really do stuff like that any. they yeah. really don't do stuff like that anymore no. which is sad because I mean what was the, the way I think maybe the last one wasn't the Expanse like uh, one like that or was it because I thought that was the Halle Berry one right the expanse. Well, I say that and something it, like it was that made in what nineteen ninety something. Was yeah. Uh, was one hundred ninety two. Yeah, early nineties. Um, That's three hours, isn't it? Yeah, so it was the same. It Maybe was, it's just a mini series. Yeah, thing it was that, like two. Um, they don't do that much anymore. Uh, probably because they. Uh, well. It's kind of becoming a dying medium anyway. So, like, because people are wanting to do more stuff outside of it now. So, like, especially on, like... Well, I think what's killing it is Netflix. Because then you've got these... They're basically miniseries now that are on Netflix. You know, these six episodes... Or, like, the recent Night Stalker thing, right? That's basically a mini series, but it's like over six episodes that are an hour long instead of two that are an hour and a half. So I mean, it's and that's probably true. It's it's a dying art, which sucks because it's not. It's it's some of that stuff's like kind of. I think. Well, it's if you look cool, at, honestly, I'm just saying, if you look at that, most of the mini series you know, today, they're like, all on freaking like those streaming networks, like. uh 
Amazon oh, or yeah, they're like you know, here's because like the Queen's Gambit that's out right now. That's a mini series, right? And then you've got WandaVision that's considered a mini series, right? And all this stuff that the Haunting of Bly Manor that's yeah. on Netflix, right? You know, so it's like yeah, the the Haunting of Hell House or whatever was like kind of the same thing. I mean, True Detective, they would still say that mostly because there's it's. A national TV series, but then they do their own thing. And I'm not saying they don't season, have so any. It's a little bit different each time, but still, yeah. It's yeah. just lesser. Uh, they do it a lot less now than they did before. So, uh, I was trying to see that freaking movie on here, but I'm, or the miniseries that I was thinking of, but I can't find it on here. Whatever. Uh... There was one where I was just like, man, what was it? But now I can't, I can't find it. Of course, it was just like the last one that I knew that they were doing like a mini series of. And now, well, obviously, it's not that big of a deal anyway. They end up having this stuff all the time, like not all the time, but like it's less common now. But it was, it seemed like, especially in the eighties, it seemed like they did it a lot. Or at least a few times. I think, I think they did, yeah. Because I remember, I think Pride and Prejudice, they, that was a miniseries too, I think. When they well, did I do remember, it. well, not necessarily 80s, it was probably 90s, but, you know, would Lonesome Dove be considered one? Oh, yeah. I, I think Lonesome Dove would, yeah, you know, that would have been a miniseries. Stuff like that, so, I mean, it. But they do. They have had some, but you know, they mostly have gone to Netflix and those like Amazon, yeah, HBO. Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing a lot of that, especially True Detective type stuff too. They do a lot of that. It's like the Joe Exotic thing. They did that, and anyways, didn't mean to digress again. I was just saying that, but yeah, because like Roots was a big one in nineteen seventy-seven. I mean. yeah, that was like LeVar Burton's like mm-hmm. first acting role as Kutukente. But I mean, I don't I think it digresses some, but not too much because since this is a miniseries and we're we're comparing it with other miniseries, because this this really was like an eighties to early nineties trope. Because yeah. and then because and then it seemed now, like, like, like and like, then it seemed like after the eighties and early nineties the miniseries moved to cable yep, like that's when what TNT I've did Gettysburg that... and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah well, I, and I, then... I'm just looking at the greatest uh, TV miniseries and it's like 1976 and then it goes straight into the 80s after Roots and shit. And it does Shogun, then Thornbirds and V and then it keeps going and this is like holy shit they did a lot just in the 80s north and south lonesome Dove. yeah north and south had patrick Swayze oh yeah i forgot about the stand too the stand was a mini series too and then of course yeah. and they didn't do anything else probably until, help when what really, was it pbs I mean, was real big that was probably another reason right isn't that where a lot of that shit was on anyway no pbs you know the public what tbs PBS, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of miniseries were on PBS too. 
Yeah, just looking at all the stuff that they're showing, it's like mostly uh, a lot of them were all in the 80s. Or a lot of the recent ones were on BBC. Anyway, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like now (laughs) there's either BBC America or it's like, uh, what's it called? Uh, HBO sometimes too. And this is one thing too that every time I think of, like there was this episode of Doctor Who too that reminded me of this show. It made me think of it instantly. I can't remember if it was like season ten or whatever. I think it was David Tennant's era when there were like lizard people under like in a cave or like underground on Earth or some shit. It was kind of like the Either same David Tennant or Matt I'm pretty sure it was David was... Tennant. It probably was. Even Voyager did an episode where they find a ship in the Gamma Quadrant, and it turns out these lizard people were um, inhabitants on Earth, and then they left the planet. I'm like, I'm like, oh, come on. I mean, the interesting thing of making them lizards, though, is so interesting because then they keep show they show them try to like eat ma- small mammals like mice and. Well, it explained why the birds and shit freaked out okay. when they were around, though. I mean, that was the. You know, because at first you didn't know why they would. Like yeah. at the beginning, when the the ro- the rats and shit were like spasm, like yeah, they didn't explain it. They explained predators. it later when they unveiled the fact that they were uh, reptiles. Why they were spasming? Because because <laughs> it didn't do a good job. Well, I mean, you didn't really catch on to that. Well, I didn't obviously um, watching the show. Anyway. But it was it was de- it was decent to me. One of the better ones we've seen outside of you know, the Alien movie. Uh, I'm talking just out of all yeah, the reviews yeah. we've done, I would say this is up there. It's not the best thing that we've watched on for this podcast. I would say Aliens is, but um, yeah, of course, of course, of course, it's gonna be Aliens. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, it's. But I mean, compared to all the other shit that, that we watched, we've, we've <laughs> to be had to down during this podcast. No offense, Joe. I'm not meaning well, anything. I, but I, you know, out of all the sci-fi oh, stuff no, that man. we've watched for this podcast, there it's been a lot of what I would call B movie or even C movie effort. Well, a lot of sci-fi, a lot of sci-fi is yeah, B so, movie stuff, especially in the '50s. And and the point of the podcast, you know, is just to introduce people to things they may not have seen. Like, yeah. So from my perspective, I would say go check it out. And this is for somebody that doesn't remember seeing it. That's older than the movie or the miniseries. So I was alive when the miniseries came out. I would say go check it out. It's only eight dollars on Voodoo right now. If you even. It's cheaper to buy it than it for to rent it. Yeah, or it's, it's about it's as not, expensive. So you might yep. as well buy the damn thing. No, yeah, it's yeah. If anything, sometimes you're it's probably only buying saving like a it. dollar or something if you're renting it. Well, here's the thing: like when we did, when I did the Scoob review, it was either buy Scoob for like um eighteen dollars yeah. or buy it for five dollars more. So I just bought it. You know, I end up liking the movie, but what's the point of renting it for 24 hours for, you know, for like 
Oh, for, and then you can own it for just a few dollars more. And and so it, it made no sense. But, like, I really enjoyed V. I think it's really it's it's really well done for what it is, a made-for-TV miniseries, um, especially at a time where, like, sci-fi wasn't treated like it's a big thing. I know Star Wars was out, and Star Wars was a big thing. But, like, on TV, sci-fi wasn't really treated as such. And so this was the first time that they they kind of did that. And so I do want to ask everyone if they think it should rest in peace, rise from the grave, or let it die. Um, only because I do know this was rebooted in 2009. I just didn't like the reboot. So I, I honestly would like to see this. I want, I want it I kind of twofold. I want it to rest in peace because I think it's awesome. And I think, um, I think it needs to stand on its own. But also, it's now 2021. A lot of these people are still alive. Mark Singer, Faye Grant, who was Juliet Parrish, the, the founder of the main resistance. Um, hey, I'm just pointing mine out. Yeah, I'm looking uh, up Jane Butler. Yeah, she's still alive, to be, too. getting it remade. I, I'm not saying Again, to reboot, I mean, uh, but what, what I'm saying is I want a sequel. I want to know where the re- I want to know what's happened since we left them in 1984 with the final battle, because then there was the television series that lasted for a few like less than a season, and then they rebooted it back in '09. So I actually want to say I want it to rise from the grave, but not as a reboot. I want it to rise from the grave as a sequel, and I want another miniseries, whether it be on Netflix, um, any one of the cable channels. HBO Max or whoever, I would like to see it done again, and I'd like to know what's going on with the characters since the final battle and since the end of the season, the, the, when the series ended. So I want to see a sequel. So I'm going to say rest and I'll in say same with sequel, Josh. I'll say rest in peace. I don't really. The thing is, is you know I like the premise, but I think I'm tired of reboots all the time. And I, yeah, and, 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 yeah, well, and yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't I don't necessarily I don't know want if I'd want a either. sequel either because I wasn't that invested in the people in the, in the miniseries. I mean, it was a good, like I said, it was up there in terms of what we've watched so far um, for me. But I mean, I would let it just rest and create. I think we need to become more, uh, Yes. original with stuff um I, and especially I, I yeah, it would be nice there. for sci-fi or even um not 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 horror necessarily because but it it is always not yeah horror too but it would be not it'd be nice to see i always love the original type stuff that comes out that um you can tell was just out of the blue not this remake bullshit or or a retake on you know like I saw there was a fantasy island horror version which I want to watch but is it really necessarily a I mean it's just taking fantasy island and making it a horror movie come up with a freaking new idea and yeah, just I push it and see how it works I 
I wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't interested in the new Fantasy Island because the since it was like, let's make a horror movie based on Fantasy Island. I'm like, why don't you just make Fantasy Island? Uh, if you're going to make just it, just make, make it. a movie and not call it Fantasy Island, knowing that Fantasy that Island too. was a fucking TV show that was not. But well, that's what I'm saying. This one, if you look at the premise of that movie, and yeah, I know we're digressing I mean, again, I was just pointing out the fact that. Um, making something original instead of remaking something else in a different, even genre, even. I mean, we can't even do that right now. It seems like we're making everything easy where we... I mean, Freaky was a good movie, and it's another horror movie I'm talking about, but it's basically a version of another movie made in a horror version of it, right? So, probably like Freaky Friday, but well, she they change bodies. Yeah, serial killer basically goes into the yeah. It's yeah. basically Freaky Friday. So that's why horror. I said it was the horror. But it was Friday. but but it was and a then good they even movie. Called it I mean, it really was. So it's like, from my opinion, we went and saw it during a screening. But uh, but that's just an example of instead of making something original, we made we remade a movie in a different genre. Is all we did. And so that's why I, I would like to see stuff rest and then create something new, you know, with a new premise, period. Yeah. There are certain movies that I would say redo because especially the, if they the original one was just shit, right? And and making it now would work better. Oh yeah. You know, because I always said that like even I can see them doing I'm trying to think of a good example, like in the sci-fi variety, but we might talk about something down the line where I give it that rating because I've always wanted to see that movie remade, but I'm not going to give that example now. But, you know, there are certain movies out there that they, if they were made today, would be, could be made way freaking better. And I think it really refers more to animated films. Because I think there's a lot of animated films, like if we went and made them 3D animated, would be way better than they were just animated. And, you know, so, but anyways, from a sci-fi perspective, that's where I'm getting at, is that this one just needs to chill. Anyway. Yeah. So, that's fine, rest in peace. I... So, <laughs> all right. I guess that's pretty much it. Um, we thought you were going to drop another point, and then you're like, eh, probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean, I would probably, I would end up just like circling back over something again. Like I said, um, I do agree that it needs to rest on its own. I just want to see a follow up just to see where the characters are, but definitely not a reboot. Definitely. They, they, yeah, the they only problem the is when you make a reboot in Let's not do 40 that years later. There are some people probably still alive, but the majority of them probably aren't. Or they're very, fr- or they're really yeah. freaking old. I mean, yeah, so and it's just, you're only talking about maybe the kids in the movie not being in their 50s or 60s now at this point. You know, so, I mean, you know, like I think I looked at one of them. What was it? Most of them are in their 70s, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, Uh, Mark Singer. Let's look at him because he was the basically the main guy. And we'll look at Faye Grant. 
the Beastmaster was born in 1948, so he's in his Damn. he's he's getting he's in his 70s or getting there. And Faye Grant was born in yeah, you can tell she so was fairly young. 60s. She was the doctor, right? Or the yeah, she was the doctor. And Mark so Singer was, was calling only two her years a older kid in that mom and my mom, and they were only nine years apart. That was kind of funny too. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, so that's where I'm getting at. Most of these people are 60s or 70s. Now, if you would have remade this in the early 2000s, it would have been different. Or even the time that they rebooted the damn TV mm-hmm. series would have maybe been a better time to sequel it. You know what I mean? Just because they're in their 50s yeah, at that probably. point. But might be able to do something. Just like just like everything, though, it's they're pro- there's probably some plan yeah. for like a reboot. We just don't know about it yet. And hopefully, you know, hopefully things they hopefully there's not going to be a reboot. But so I guess that's it for everyone today. I'd like to thank everyone for <laughs> joining me today on Sci-Fi Graveyard. So thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Josh. Um, I kind of wish Stephen was able to join us because I'd like to hear what he would have to say in regards to all this, but. All of us actually have jobs outside of podcasting and videos, so it is what it is. So um, for Sci-Fi Graveyard, uh, for Jeremy and Josh, I just want to wish you all a wonderful night. And yeah, check out our other podcast. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, all of check it. Out check stream, out all uh, the shit. Creeps and yeah. wrestling with the willies. Yeah, we're going to fucking shit on uh, Jack's tomorrow, bros. And she's got a lot to shit. Oh, I I guess I shouldn't have said that, but anyway. Yeah. I don't mean how big she is. I just mean a lot of the action she's done. No, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about tomorrow with as many things as she's done in the ring. So. Yes. So, um, I always I have a in card re- pre recorded, so that's where I'm going to add all of our links and stuff. So stay stay to listen to that. And again, guys, bye thank bye. you once again, and have a wonderful day. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Good night. Hi, this is Joseph Ganger. Thanking you for listening to the latest episode of the Sci Fi Graveyard Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and Twitter at The Heart of Geek. We are also on Twitch as Heart of Geek. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this week's episode, and if you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, and share, and don't forget to leave a comment or make a request. Again, thank you for listening, and have a great day.